Hello, church. I hope you're doing very well, very fine. Hello. That's amazing. I'm so glad that we have a big stage, actually, because this today I need the big stage for all the props. You know, last Sunday, Pastor Jeffrey Rachma was here with an amazing message. He had two chairs on the stage, and he said, you know, when he comes, he preaches very, with just two props, but when I'm back, I preach with the whole stage. This is amazing. I have a question. Where, where are you from? India. Where from India? Hyderabad. Bangalore. I was in Hyderabad some, some month ago. Amazing. I ate Indian food there. Was, was, very, was very spicy and very delicious. And I really uh, I love India because you have so many colors and spices and good food and you have a lot of people. 1.3 billion people, like we have only 8 million Swiss people, that's it. Welcome India in the house, let's give a big hand. Welcome India. Wow, cool. Oh, wow, cool. Um, the, we started some weeks ago the, a message about the Lord's Tabernacle. And please, if you have a smartphone, take your smartphone out. There's a QR code. And I want to start with three simple questions. If you don't have a smartphone, no problem, uh, because all the questions will be on the big screen. Just take the QR code. And uh, question number one is, what do you like about community in general? Nothing. Some people say, unlike community, it's just work. Sharing, not being alone, supporting each other, tenderness, having fun together, being loved, loved, that, something else. What, what is your response uh, about community? Okay, shoot it out. Uh, we have zero people connected, right? One person, wow, 100% is having fun together. <laughs> Amazing. What do you, what do you think about um, community? Two people are connected, not more. It's not working. It's not working. Yeah, yeah it's always, always an excuse. <laughs> I said, don't, don't pay by. It's good. It works. It doesn't work. Okay, no problem. We have four people. They have maybe a different smartphone. It's the people from India. You have direct connection, maybe. It's something different, you know. Okay, then, then let's go back to the question number two. How do you experience God's presence in the body, in the mind, in the soul? Question number two. Already 45 people are there. How do you experience God's presence in the body, in the mind, in the soul? soul, soul? A lot of people, I think they will probably say, I, I don't know, the presence of God, I feel it in my belly somewhere out down there. It's 13% saying, I feel the presence of God more in the soul. In the body, not one person. Not one person. Amazing. Question number three. When do you feel God's presence the most? When you read the Bible, in prayer, in worship, during the message, yes, please put this button, uh, in the nature, in the community, or differently. So how do you feel the presence of God the most, actually? It's in every celebration we had worship, it's the top number one. I don't know why. Uh, I said to these people, I don't get it. You experience God's presence the most during worship. Why are you singing so, so, so quiet? Uh, I said, from now on, you have to be super loud because if you experience God in the worship, Swiss people be loud. International people, you anyhow too loud. That's a different story, but Swiss people, come on. It's very cool. You see a lot of people in worship, in prayer, actually. Uh, in the nature, only 2%. 
that's not big. And I want to start with the secret of fellowship. How can we have a relationship and fellowship with God Almighty? The Lord's tabernacle, for all those people you knew here, they say, what is, what's the Lord's tabernacle? It's quite simple because the people of God, they were wandering 40 years in the desert, two million people, and God said to them, build a tent and I will meet you in the tent. And this is the Lord's tabernacle actually. You can see here the courtyard. They walked in. It's the altar, the water basin. And here is like a house covered with some carpets. And if you, on dressing this, you see like a house with two parts. This is the place of the holy. And this is the most holy place. In the most holy place, actually, God meets the people once a year. The high priest walked in once a year, and when he came out, the people knew God has forgiven. God has covered our failures, our sins for one year. This was an amazing moment. Can you imagine that God lives in that very small place? When Solomon later built God the temple, it's the same idea, building for God a house. He said in 1 King 8 verse 27, But will God really dwell on earth? The heavens and even the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. With other words, Solomon is actually saying, how in the world can God dwell in that place? The God who created the heavens and the earth, all the stars, there are millions and billions of stars out there, millions of galaxies out in the universe. And the Bible says for every star, God has given a name. Amen. We have two kids and it took us nine months to figure out two names for our two kids. My wife, she won. But there are billions and millions of stars out there and Bible says for every star, for all of your galaxy, God has given them a name. And then the Bible says, God holds the whole universe in his hand. Can you imagine when the universe is like endless? How in the flipping world can God hold the universe in his hand? In the same way, God is saying, I dwell in that place and I want to connect and want to have a relationship with our human beings. And the Bible says, because when Jesus died on the cross, from now on, we are the temple where God dwells in us. That means God dwells in me and you. And this is amazing. But you say, Papa, Pastor Leo, I have a question. When I wake up early in the morning, that means five o'clock in Switzerland, I start to pray and read the Bible. Five o'clock, right? Can I hear an amen? Is there anyone else you get up early, later? No, not one. We work hard. Five o'clock in the morning. And you say, Pastor Leo, I start to pray, but I don't feel and sense connected with God. Often I start to read the Bible and I feel asleep or I read something and I don't feel connected with God. Is anyone in this room you can relate with that feeling? Can you lift up your hands? Almost everyone. You say, how can this be that we can have a relationship and encounter with God, but so often I feel far away from God. And that's why the Lord's tabernacle, all the elements, helps me to reconnect with God. And here is a three curtains actually in the tabernacle. And those three curtains have a broad meaning for you and me. Check this out like 
For example, morning, Monday morning, like five o'clock in the morning, I get up and the challenge is often I have some worries in my life. My kids are not doing, behave the way I want to them. Or maybe I have some problems with the church. That means with you guys. Or maybe I don't feel so well. And often when I get up, you know, you know, you know what, what I'm talking about? I feel maybe tired. I don't feel like in the sweet spot. I have some worries. I have some issues. I have some areas in my life. I don't feel really connected. And now, look, check this out. I cannot have a close, deep relationship with the Holy of Holy. There's something between me and God. That's why the Lord's tabernacle is actually a pattern how to connect with God. This is how I start early in the morning. The first curtain to the courtyard is actually Jesus. Jesus is my salvation. The day I receive Jesus, I don't belong to the world anymore. Goodbye world. Now I'm in the courtyard. And in the courtyard, the only light is the sun. The sun shines down. That means the courtyard stands for the old flesh, for human beings, for the old Adam. I come to the altar of burn offerings and I say to God, yeah, there are certain things in my life. I said the wrong thing last week. I had some, make my some mistake and I feel so sorry. You know, the, the generation of my mother, when they failed, they said, I have sinned. The word sin. But my generation, we feel sin is not cool. We say, I failed. The millenniums, they will not say, they will say, oh, I didn't behave well. I don't care if you say I didn't behave well or failed or sin. This is the place where I say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Every time when I say sorry to God, check this out. A load of weight is going away from me. Have you ever confessed your sins to a person? You feel like born again, like a baby. It does something in your spirit. And a lady is down here. And now people say, oh, I lay down my sin. Now let's connect it with God. Why I still feel heavy? Because the water basin is actually an, an, an element helps me to reflect my motivation. I have to be honest, my motivation is not always holy. Sometimes I have a motivation to say, oh my gosh, why do I feel the way I feel? And that was passion helps me to say, God, I'm so sorry. I don't feel well. I'm looking for compliment or whatever. And please forgive me. And I ask God for forgiveness and it cleans everything in me. And what happens actually, I feel more lighter and lighter and lighter. The courtyard stands to sun, my old flesh, my old nature. And it means 10 minutes I'm in a prayer already. God is here, but I'm still there. But it's a long journey to go. The second curtain is the way into the holy. And when a person, a priest, entered the place of holy, you have to understand the only light in that house was the lampstand. The lampstand stands for Jesus this is the only light. Here was the sun, but here Christ brings the whole light. Christ is the light of this earth. That means he gives me hope when hope is gone in my life. Sometimes people go into a rough season and you need hope. You need a light. You need a future because your best days are not behind you. They're always in front of you. 
You know, when the American slaves, they worked out in the field, they were not sure if God redeems them from, from slavery. And they start to singing, soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. No more crying there. But here on this field we still cry, no more crying there. But here we still cry like cry like cry. And we say, oh, we love the gospel songs on Christmas. We don't get the point. There were Christians out in the field. They believed in Jesus. They believed in salvation. They believed in miracles. And they said, if God is not redeems us here as slaves, but one day when we enter heaven, there is hope, a faith and the belief that in heaven we will not be slaves anymore. This is hope. There's some people right now, you need hope. You have to sing your song soon and very soon. Either God heals me, redeems me, cleans me, restores me. If not, I am healed, restored forever in heaven. This is happens when Jesus is the light on this earth. And if you lost your hope, you go into Christ and you say, Christ, thank you so much. You gave me new hope and new strength and new power and new energy. That's the power of the place of holy. The only light in this area. And then the, the table of bread is a symbol. Jesus is enough. The joy of the Lord is my strength. With my God, I can jump over every obstacles and challenge because the power of God is so strong in me and God carries me. I don't have to carry God, God carries me. I don't have to carry the church, the church carries me. This is a message for those people that think the load is too big. God has given me too many jobs. God knows the weight we can handle. It's maybe sometimes heavy, but it will not break you. It will make you. It will form you. And God promised, I will carry you in your life. And that's the moment where I put this back to God as well. And check this out. Maybe I'm around 20 minutes. I'm in my prayer session. The first five minutes, I need to say sorry, to check my motivation. Then I remind myself that the Christ is my hope. Then I remind myself, Jesus carries me. And I come to the altar of incense, stands for prayer, worship, and praise. And all of a sudden, without any burdens, without any challenges or, or obstacles, I start to praise God for the way He is. He is almighty. He is all-known. He is all-present. He is so good. The only light in the place of holy is Christ. And the incense, they create like a smoke. And there's one detail, smoke and light and the incense. The moment when the priest, the high priest walked into the place of the most holy, only once a year, do you know how he entered? Don't forget in the courtyard, the only light was the sun. Stands for human being, for my flesh. The place of the holy, the only light is Christ. He brings light into every area. And the smoke and the smell and the peace. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. Oh God is good. And 
the light of Christ and as a cloud of the incense. And the moment when a priest goes to the last curtain, when he opens the curtain, do you know what goes in first? It's not the priest. The cloud of incense goes into the most place of holy. That means praise and worship is leading the way to the presence of God. Worship, praise and adoration leads the way to the presence of God. And before the priest goes in, worship, praise, adoration goes into the place of the most holy God. And the priest, he took blood and he spread seven times the blood. With other words, worship and forgiveness, it's the way how you enter to God. And that's the moment you are close by God and the only light, it's not the sun anymore, stands for my flesh. It's not Jesus Christ anymore. It's the fire of God, the Shekinah, comes down on the Ark of Covenant. On the Ark of Covenant, you can see two angels, the two cherubims. Their job is to protect God. God has created the angel to protect God Almighty. And I'll read you a Bible script in First Peter about the angels. And the Bible says something very, very interesting. In verse chapter 1, verse 10 and 12. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about the gracious salvations prepared for you. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. Even the angels are looking down about the presence of God. In the covenant of ark are the jar of manna. That means God provides in any area. The staff of Aaron means actually God is the resurrection. God will resurrect the, the people of Israel and you and myself as well. The tablets of the covenant means God is the truth. That means the truth, the resurrection, the provision, everything is in me. I started maybe praying five o'clock in the morning and a half an hour later, I feel on this journey there is no worries anymore, no sins, no failures. My motivation is clear. I believe in Christ gives me hope. I have an encounter with God Almighty. You know what happens? It's like the fire of God, the presence of God. You're standing there in the presence of God. If you are standing in the presence of God, you know what happens? You're standing there with no money. Not even with your wife, not even with your kids, not even with your job, not even with your knowledge, you're standing there as a servant. And that's the moment where God's heart starts to beat in your heart, where God's ways becomes your ways, God's ideas becomes your ideas, and God's thoughts becomes your thought. That's the place where you have an encounter with God. That's the moment when God starts to share his heart to you. There is no obstacles, no worries, no challenge anymore. I'm standing here as a God. Speak to me. I am yours. I'm born. I'm created to honor you, to glorify your name. When you read so many prayers from heroes in the Bible or around the globe, for example, the prayer of the brother Klaus, 
You only can understand that prayer if you understand the presence, the encounter of God. He had an encounter. And he said, my Lord and my God, take from me everything that distances me from you. When you have an encounter, you ask God, please take all those things away from me. That hinders me because I serve you, I love you, I adore you. I don't have my, I don't have an agenda anymore. My agenda, it's your agenda. My money, it's your money. My life belongs to you. I'm your vessel. I want to glorify your name. That's the point of an encounter. The second thing is, my Lord and my God, give everything that brings me closer to you. God empowers me to be the best servant on planet earth. I want to enlarge in your kingdom. I want to be on fire for you. God, anoint me with everything what it needs to be the best light on earth. And the third thing he will say in the presence of God, my Lord and my God, touch me from myself and give me all to you. This is the place When I, when I start to pray or when I read the Bible, this is the place I have a longing for. But you have to be honest, sometimes I start to pray and even after half an hour, I don't feel connected with God. I start to pray on a Monday morning and I'm still here by the motivation by the water basin, and I think, oh my God, God is already there, but I'm still here. That's not a problem, church. Because in our prayer, sometimes there was months and weeks I, I could not go further than the water basin. I asked God, clean my motivation, heal me from the inside. That's not a big deal. God is already there, but I'm still here. And the Lord's tabernacle is an amazing path, helps me that I know I, I'm, st I'm stuck here maybe by Jesus. I, I cannot believe anymore that he's really my hope. I'm not even there. That's not a big deal. It helps me to understand it's a path. It's a way to have an encounter with God. There is one detail I always flipped out because the presence of God was in the house. The Lord's tabernacle, there is a house. That's why Solomon and David built a temple. It's the same idea. And I want to show you a picture about, about the wood, the, the house in the Old Testament where the presence of God was. You can see here the acacia wood stands for human being. But the acacia wood was covered with gold stands for the justice of God. We are covered human beings with the presence and graceness of God Almighty. The silver base stands for redemption. But check this out, the house were built, the silver base they had like two parts. Why two parts? The redemption is built up on two levels. Have you ever known that? In two levels. The level number one is redemption of my spirit. The day I receive Jesus Christ, I redempted in my spirit. If I die, my spirit is already awakened. That means I am forgiven. My name is written in the book of life. You understand that? But the second redemption, it's my body. Even though if you are blind and God heals you and can, you can see again or you don't have hair and God heals you and boom, shakala, you have hairs again. You will die anyhow with 80 or 100 years. 
you will die. That means there is a second redemption of the body. And the day I die, I will be resurrected and I will live with God forever. That's why the redemption is built up in two parts. The spirit is rented right now, but the body takes a little bit longer. And you can see the, 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 the boards are connected with five boards. The bars with five bars. Can you see the five bars? Why are the boards are connected with five boards? Because the, the, more, the day I received Christ, I said to God, use me for your kingdom and I want to be a part of the kingdom of the church. And this house is a picture of a church. We as Christians, we are body by body, shoulder by shoulder, building up the house, the temple, where the presence of God is. That's why we don't play church. Church is not an organization. Church is not like a company. Church is not management. Church is a place where the presence of God dwells, where people can have a, con a connecting and encounter with God Almighty. What, are, what about the five rods? Why five? Or not three like Adidas. Why five? In the Old Testament, you have to understand every number and every color has a message. The five rods you can find in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. The five-fold ministry, the five rods. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers to keep these people for the work of the service so that the body of Christ may build up. That means you have, God has given you a gift to being a winning person, you have a teaching gift, you have a prophetic gift, you have a shepherd gift, you have um, whatever gifts. That means the fivefold ministry holds the house of God together. What is the problem? Often the boards of my life covered with the gracious gold of gold, often we want to do our own way. I do my own way. Like this. You know what happens? The house is not built together anymore and the innocence can walk out and the presence of God is lost. We have, we need a revelation about this house. This house stands for the church. When the church understands that the fivefold ministry is given from God Almighty, we stand shoulder and shoulder as a church in the fivefold ministry. That means when people coming to the church for the very first time, you know what happens? They experience the hope. And then all of a sudden, during the worship, you understand, our Christ came on earth to carry me. And then all of a sudden, I start to praise God for the way he is. And after a while, during worship, during the message, I have an encounter with God Almighty. And of all of a sudden, I have a close one-by-one -one conversation with God. This is the idea. You have to understand the house, the temple in the Old Testament is a symbol for the local church. The local church is a place where shoulder by shoulder the fivefold ministry, we stand together, we fight together, but we have the longing that the presence of God is so strong. I want to close with a story. I preached last weekend in Germany. As I almost do every second week. And there was a guy 
far away from that place. And Friday evening, God spoke to him and said, you take, take the car, drive three and, a half, three and a half hours to that place. I want to heal you. Three and a half hours for a Swiss person, that's, we will never do that because it means you drive to Milano. But for German people, and he took the car and this man was broken. He was in a church 10 years ago. He left the church. He was aboard, not staying shoulder to shoulder. He doing my own way. And he left the church, the kingdom of God, the house of God. His life was a mess in terms of marriage, of everything. And God spoke to him, go to this place. He drove three and a half hours. He came to that church. And now listen to me. The team who prepared that conference had the feeling a week ago they should pray for unity. They felt like something in the leadership team is not strong and they prayed and fasted for one week for unity because they said, if we stand united shoulder by shoulder, board by board in the fivefold ministry, people will walk into our church and God will do an amazing miracle. Nobody knew about that story. They prayed and fasted for one week. Let's say united, shoulder and shoulder. That man came had no clue about the situation, walked into the building, saw all the men praising and worshiping God with lifted hands. And he had an encounter. And he started to cry. He said, God, I am so sorry. I feel the presence. And I have made many, many mistakes. Please forgive me. He shooted me a text message. What hits me was the thought there was a team who came together as a church, shoulder by shoulder, board by board, covered with gold, two silvers of redemption, and said, let's pray for unity. Let's stand together. If we stick together in the spiritual gifts, we're creating a space where the presence of God can encounter people. You understand the message? We're not playing church. We're not doing church. We're not structuring church. Church is a place when we come together, we stick together, board by board. Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 22 to 23, it's my last Bible verse. I have given them the glory you gave me so that may be one as we are one. I am in you and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me, that you loved them as much as you loved me. Jesus prayed before he left the earth, stay united. Don't give ever the devil chance that the support, doing my way, stand together, stick together, be strong. The fivefold ministry and the presence of God will be in your church so strong that people walk in and they will have an encounter. I hope you understand the message. I want to have an encounter with God every day. But sometimes when I start praying to God, I stick somewhere, maybe by the altar. It's not a big deal. But that's not the place where I stand forever. I will move on from element to element until I have the real encounter with God. Can you imagine? I stand in the presence of God. 
I have an encounter with God. I would love, can we stand for a moment? And I would love to do something I think we have never done before. Can you put your arms around the shoulder of a person? Just the shoulder, not, not deeper, shoulder. Otherwise people say I was in the church. And this is a picture of the house of the Lord's tabernacle. Shoulder by shoulder, board by board, we stand together as a house. And I want to pray for unity, that in this house we are united. We are different, but united in the cause and the calling of Christ. Father God, I pray right now, we unite us. Unite us in one vision. We are the house where the presence of God dwells and are not taking anything for granted. And I want to see that your presence is moving in this place. We are not an organization. We are not a structure. We are the body of Christ, the house of God, where the presence of God dwells. We're coming from different nations and different backgrounds. We were raised different, but we have the same God, the same name and the same label. His name is Jesus Christ. Fivefold ministry means that the church has everything to heal and reconnect with the earth. We're not lacking of anything. Everything is in the house. When two or three people gathers in his name, Christ is here. But an encounter with God means when heaven collides with this earth and there's nothing between me and God anymore. God dwells in me and I dwell in Him. Now you please take your hands away. <laughs> I don't know how to say it in a properly way. But now can you stand for a moment? And I don't know your life. I don't know your journey. Maybe you lost your hope. Maybe you feel I fight by myself. Maybe you think my motivation is not right. I'm so ego-driven. Maybe you feel I have failed, I have sinned. I don't know in which part, in which element God spoke to you tonight. But this is a path, this is a journey. And the journey is not about the altar, about the corporates. It's about the presence of God. Can you imagine you stand right now in the presence of God? God looks at you and you look to God. What will God say to you? Maybe he smiles, 
Maybe cries. Maybe God hugs you and embraces you. Maybe you feel right now God takes certain things away from me. Or you say, I feel that God empowers me right now for my calling. The band will stand right now into this, in this, in this, this light as a symbol right now wherever you stand connect with God and the Bible says when we seek the presence of God signs and miracles will take place I pray right now for healing will take place in this place I pray for revelation right now I pray for salvation right now I pray for redemption right now I pray right now for those that feel tired and weary for new strength born created from God Almighty I pray for those that think I am weak God is strong in you I pray for those people you feel desperate alone but God is in you and with you band plays a song and just think for a moment you are standing right now in the presence of God. Amen. 